In this episode, I'm excited to sit with Bianca Golden. I'm really excited to bring this particular episode to you. We go to meet her in her eighth grade classroom at Kip Amp Middle School in Brooklyn, New York. We're in her <laughs> class, guys, and we're gonna learn something today. Where she takes us on the journey through America's Next Top Model. When I would do my pictures, Tyra would always say, you're so, you look angry in every photo. Her rejection in the fashion industry. And then I got dropped because all of the jobs I was booking were commercial. I'm finally finding her path of purpose as a teacher. My purpose is to give my experience to the next generation. You want to tune in for this. Hi, my name is Leah Marvel, and on paper, I've achieved many things that one would think should equate to success and happiness. But what if I told you that for many years, behind the facade of my life, I was carrying a deep pain? As I continue to search for my own truth, I will share the incredible stories of the people that cross my path with the hope that you find inspiration, courage, and peace along your own journey. Life for sure will give you lemons, but we can always make lemonade. So guys, um, I'm really excited to bring this particular episode to you. I'm in New York. Yay! <laughs> in Brooklyn um, at Kip Amp Middle School mm -hmm. with Bianca Golden, who is a friend of mine. We <laughs> met many years ago in South Africa, like, yeah. I don't want to say 10 years, but because it will get it's way <laughs> But like 10 years ago, oh, we were both wow. modeling in South Africa. Yeah. And Bianca is, I mean, many of you might know her. Um, she started out as a model. Uh, America's Next Top Model season nine, mm -hmm. and now she is a school teacher, and this is her classroom. Yay! So Bianca is a model turned teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, well, I would say raised in Brooklyn, New York, Queens, uh, Queens, yes. New York, um, <laughs> with Caribbean heritage Yay. from Turks and Caicos, and uh, and now you live in Queens. You live in Queens, back okay. in Queens, yes, and work in Brooklyn. I want to find out who was Bianca growing up as a child. Yeah, so I was born in America, Yeah. but my mom was really big on not having me have any issues with paperwork. Okay. And so as soon as I was capable to fly, I flew back to Turks with my godmother, who was a stewardess. And I spent a lot of my formative years in Turks. So to me, I say, really? mm -hmm. okay. say like, I am a Turks Islander. <clears throat> and so I like just, what age? Oh, eight. Oh, so oh, yeah, you are a whole person. I by am. Now. That's yeah. my home. Yeah. And then I would go back every other summer. So. Right. And I think that's, that's what made me. Being in the household with a lot of um, very loud, proud West Indian mm -hmm. women made me go into a corner. So mm. my childhood was spent really quiet, really shy, really reserved, watching everyone be who they were and mm -hmm. trying to figure out who I was. Mm -hmm. And I was always a really independent person. Mm -hmm. um, came back to America when my mom was on her feet and able to take care of myself and my siblings. And that's when all hell broke loose, I guess. It's really hard transitioning or trying to just maneuver between being American or being American but living in Caribbean culture and right. being surrounded by it at home. Yeah. And you're just trying to navigate between both worlds. Yeah. That yeah. was really, really hard. Yeah. Because I couldn't do what my friends did. Yeah. 
simple things, sleepovers. Right. Or, um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we need to sleep on somebody else's bed. <laughs> you don't have a bed here? Um, <laughs> and it broke my heart. And I wanted to leave my house so bad. All my life, like in America with my mom, mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was get away from her. Wow. It's so sad to say out loud, but wow. I never wanted to live in that space. And in hindsight, I know my mom did the best she could. Right. And she did good, because yeah. Yeah. I am who I am, yeah. but I hated it yeah. so much. And that's why I'm really big on us giving kids, teens, young people, and any people alike, yeah. honestly, the why. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't just say, no, you can't sleep over at people's houses. It should be like, actually, I love you a lot, and I'm really afraid, because we don't know yeah. who exists it's in these houses. Right. right, exactly. We can't monitor anything, like, those, those little things are really important. Right. And it reinforces love yeah. in your life. Yeah. And we need that yeah. as people. Yeah. Because no, no, no yeah. makes, builds resentment. Yeah. Did you know what you wanted to be growing up? So I always tell this story about how I didn't fit in. Like I didn't feel like I fit in at home. Right. And I didn't feel like I fit in at school. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't hang out with the West Indian crew. Like, mm -hmm. because they were real West Indian. And I was like, I ain't that West Indian. Because I wanted to be American. And even though I existed in this culture at home, I didn't want to. Right. I didn't hang out with them. I didn't, so I just didn't have a crew. Right. And that turned into me being bullied and picked on and feeling like an outcast. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Tyra um, saying she used to feel the same feelings. And then she's a supermodel, so I would say like, oh, all I have to do is become a supermodel and all my mm. problems are solved. So I, people would tell me and tell my mom, like she should be a model, she should be a model. She's genetically made up mm -hmm. to be a model. And that was it. Right. Um, and so I went from my childhood dreams of like, oh, I'm gonna be a president, to I'm gonna be like Barbara Walters, to okay, I'm gonna be a model, that's it. <laughs> And I went to all the agencies at 13, because I'm pretty independent, so I looked it up, all these open casting wow. calls in New York, 13, and 13, wow. and too tall, too urban, too everything but what they wanted in right. a model, and it just broke me down, and I was crying, and I was like, so I don't fit in at school, I don't fit in at home, and now I'm not even meant to be a model. Right. And so I wrote Tyra this letter, and um, I got the letter at my mom's house to this day where she was just like, look, life happens, it's okay. You might not have made it at that time, but maybe you'll make it at another time. And then I was like obsessed with her at that point. And as insecure as I was, when I went to audition for Top Model and all these beautiful women were lined up, I was so sure that I was meant to be there. Wow. Like I just knew I'm getting on the show. And it wasn't a cocky thing. It was, it was like annoying, yeah. And that was it. And I was Damn. the only person in New York to make it that season. What was the experience of your <laughs> dream coming true? What was that like? Yeah, I, when I was, <laughs> it was amazing. But again, I never sat in the moment of feeling like this wasn't supposed to happen. Right. So it was very much a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, business as usual. Right. And I'm just in LA at this house, living my dream. <laughs> like piece of cake right and people would in in the house and later on people would say like oh she was putting on but like i was and i don't even know if that's something to be proud of like i was just being myself yeah and who i need to be right. it was such 
an unforgiving society and so hypocritical that like we don't think that people can have moments yeah. with yeah or d understanding why people are the way they are mm -hmm. nobody in my in my mind i believe that nobody wants to be bad nobody wants to be a bitch nobody wants to be angry all the time but there are right. things that happen in your life that you right. experience that make you right. that person and nobody took the time to understand to ask, yeah. why was she so mean or why is she like this? And so it turned out where I have all these like famous lines of like, check your thighs in the mirror. You ain't never gonna be top model. <laughs> you a stripper, go home. Like, it's so embarrassing. But. So you, like, <laughs> you look at yourself now and you see things that you say, right? Yeah. Do, what do you think about, what do you think about her? She is amazing. She <laughs> makes me cringe. That Bianca was so full of life mm -hmm. and just, it's so innocent. Like she just wanted to live a dream and right. be understood and be accepted. Right. Like most young girls or most people. Yeah. She was 18. Yeah. What do you expect from an 18 year old? Yeah. 18 year old, didn't go with my mom, raised in the Caribbean, trying to navigate through two different cultures. I was doing the best that I could with what I had, right? Um, but I was doing it in front of the world, right? That part. And so, funny enough, when I came off and everybody gave me all this feedback and called me all these names, it didn't hurt because right. even at that moment, I knew who I was. It, mm -hmm. Even though I didn't know who I was, I was just kind of like, well, I was being myself. Mm -hmm. When you put on mm -hmm. and people call you out, that's when you feel bad about right. it. Right. But I was just like, oh, I can't change. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is who I am. So when you, uh, so when you finished the show mm -hmm. and you got kicked off, yeah. um, you know, you continued to model because yeah. I met you after that. So mm -hmm. what was like? What was life after that? You had some some measure of celebrity. Yeah. Uh, so tell me what was that like? When I got kicked off of Top Model, I didn't understand what to do. I was broken. I was legit broken because in my mind this is where I was supposed to be right the right. universe aligned everything I was right. comfortable I was myself and then it was pulled from underneath me and right. in life we don't celebrate our victories mm -hmm. we just sit on all of our failures right. forget the fact that you just beat out all these girls in New York and yeah. you overcame all these insecurities and you did this right. crazy thing like you didn't win right and I was right. so hard on myself and it's such a lesson to learn and just appreciating your victories and learning from your not your failures but your just your journey mm -hmm. um, so I sat on that and I cried for a couple of days I got out of bed Tyra's people called me and they were like hey these people want to meet you it was click click model management mm -hmm. I was like yes I'm back on I knew the universe wasn't gonna let me down <laughs> and um, they had cut my hair on the show, mm -hmm. so I went and got a weave. My mom said, don't come in the house, bullheaded. <laughs> I went and got a weave, I went and got my lashes done, I went and got my nails, you know, I'm a queen's girl for real, so mm -hmm. I thought I was doing it. And I went in that agency, and that woman ripped me apart. She mm -hmm. was like, can you take that wig off your head? Mm -hmm. Can you cut these nails? Because you know, at the time, the industry was all about natural Natural beauty. Yeah. And I was giving everything. No makeup. Them. No like, makeup. At that point in time, I remember we couldn't go to classes with makeup or yeah. jewelry or anything. Now. Oh, please. Yeah. 
It's now you need to have a little bit of eyeliner. <laughs> they're like, is your eye defined? I can't see. <laughs> right. It's a it's a def, definitely a different industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, we don't take the time to understand who people are. My definition of beauty was defined by my environment mm-hmm. versus the industry. Like, yes, I had been on top model, but I wasn't into the industry, so I didn't know this is what we're supposed mm-hmm. to look like. I was filming a television show about modeling. Right. It's very different. Right. And they didn't, nobody deals with you with gloves on. The world is so mean. And um, she ripped me apart, didn't sign me. I was heartbroken, spent a couple days crying, and then I dusted myself off again, and I went to all these agencies. Nobody wanted me. Too tall, too short. IMG actually took my book in the back. My book at the time was composed of all of my top model photos. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And they laughed at me. Had so much emotion built up in me that day. I ended up going to major model management, the last agency of the day. And when I walked in, it was all of these models or people wanting to get their dream, just to live a piece of their dream, waiting for the cat, um, the open door, the door to open for the open call. And I was just all these emotions inside of me. We could see in major at the time, there was a long table in the middle, and you had to walk around, and nobody was paying attention. These people are just on the computers, nobody looked up, and I'm just like, that is terrible. These people are here wanting to live their dreams, just wanting you to take a minute to look at them and you can't even look up. And so, <laughs> I stood in front of these people and I was like, hello, hello, thank you, good morning. I was so rude, I was like, listen, my Lord. name is Bianca. I was, oh my you God. You went to I went that. off. <laughs> and I didn't walk around that table. I marched around the table. I got to the end and I was like, thank you so much for blessing me with your time. Good night and God bless. And I walked up and I didn't care. I was fed up. And so this guy came over to me as I was taking my heels off and tapped me. And I just knew it was security to escort me out the building. And I was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, actually, we want you to stay. We'd like to sign you. And I broke down so oh, bad. Wow. Look yeah. at that. I you know. went from <laughs> snapping to tears. And I'm telling you, it you have to be yourself. Right. And you've got to be yourself even when it's crude, rude, unaccepted. Be yourself, trust your gut, and, and allow what's going to be to be. Right. And that's what my life has shown me, like everything that I've gone through. And so... Got signed a major, mm-hmm. thought I made it, mm-hmm. um, made some money, made mm-hmm. some good money, traveled the world, met some amazing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I got dropped because all of the jobs I were booking were commercial and major right. was high fashion. Right. I just wasn't a high fashion girl. Really, I'm not a model. I was never a model. I just right. had the genetic makeup right. of a model. Right. So what were some like some of the highlights of your career? Because you did have a, a good run. Yeah, I had a I did have a good run. I booked some great campaigns. I booked a lot of commercials, Sears, Macy's, the silhouette on the iTunes, mm-hmm. <laughs> iTunes cards, um, some really great fashion shows, South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, going to Prague and working out there for a while. I was in Chicago, and I, I remember, remember yeah, yeah. So I would live in Chicago for so long. I made so much money out there, legit $2,500 for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like every time I was in Chicago for a photo shoot. And I, w- I took advantage of it and I would come only when I needed money. I would just come back. Mm-hmm. And one time I came back and I didn't work for maybe four months. 
-hmm. and like all of my money was depleting because I was still living the lifestyle as if I was making money but I wasn't mm-hmm. and um, my, I called my agent one time I was crying and she was like there's nothing I can really do for you and she was like we've reached out to everyone and no one's interested and I just sat there and I was like I gotta go home I didn't know what I was gonna do but I knew that I couldn't stay in that space so I went home I and I just <laughs> tried to figure life out and it's really hard when you are I don't know maybe I was 24 25 and you've lived a life but you're young mm-hmm. and, I, and I didn't realize how young I was mm-hmm. but you've already experienced life you've already had a career mm-hmm. and you're basically in retirement but how do you retire so you built it exactly so you built your identity around this thing yeah and this is all you knew about yourself yeah and then they tell you that okay well we don't identify with you yeah. anymore. So now it's almost like you don't. You have to find a new identity. Absolutely. I just know I can't be down for long. I never see my mother down. And so I, you know, like hustle. What's the next? What's the next? And I was always corresponding. And so like I would just start sending out emails to people like, hey, Tyra on her show. Hey, BET. Hey, MTV. And I was corresponding. And then I started working for Nicole Bitchy, which was an awesome opportunity at the time. And I was just always on the next. I wasn't making a lot of money at the time, but I was just, wasn't concerned with money. So I started doing corresponding and I started putting myself, aligning myself with people. Um, and that worked out really well. And at the same time, I put myself back in church and I have one of those like obsessive personalities. So in addictive, once I find something, I hold on and I latch mm-hmm. to it. And I just fell in love with God and had a ministry with young girls called She Can which stood for Sisterhood Empowerment Can Change a Nation, and it was girls 13 to 18 years old. And I loved on these girls, and I gave them my life experience and who I was, and I packaged it up, and it was raw, and I probably shouldn't have said a lot of things I said in church, but I did, (laughs) because I believe in authenticity. And I gave it to them, and and I watched them, and I watched the boys come in, and we did this awesome youth group, and I watched them grow, and I cried going home because I felt so full. And at no point in my life at that point had I ever felt so fulfilled, even though I was tired. Um, and I knew that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So what do you think was the lowest point of your career as a, as a model? Was it that time? It was definitely that time. And when I was in Chicago with no family, no funds, um, and just trying to figure out being lost when you're not lost is hard mm-hmm. we don't talk about that enough mm-hmm. um, we just we just keep moving especially as black women mm-hmm. we just keep going we gonna figure it out we gonna mm-hmm. figure it out but it, sometimes you need to sit in it yeah yeah we we get very solution oriented absolutely and, and I would say we don't talk about our feelings enough mm-hmm. so when we feel lost yeah. we don't allow ourselves to stay there because yeah. it's it makes you feel weak yep you know so yeah but that's where the answers come absolutely by sitting in that shit absolutely and feeling it feeling it is the worst though because oh you're just reflecting and we don't reflect because we don't want to feel pain and it's hard i mean easier said than done right mm-hmm. and the only person that you have in that moment to face and to blame Oof. and to you know all of it is yourself that's the hard part. You don't want to face yourself. What did you discover about yourself that you then decided, okay, education is where I'm going to go? 
I was in school one day and I had this whole plan. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go into public school. I'm gonna help kids that look like me, blah, blah, blah. The girl sitting next to me, <laughs> this, is, this is my God. She hit me up on Instagram and she was like, I know who you are, you're some top model. And I ignored her because I was like, I don't want anyone in school to know or you know, put, me, put the connection together. And then she just kept talking to me, kept talking to me in school. And then we became so close. And she tells me, I work for this um, network under KIPP. And she was like, it's Charter. And I was like, uh, no, I'm good. I'm not doing Charter. I'm doing DOE. I got my plan. This is what it is. So what is Charter and what is DOE? Good question. So mm -hmm. Charter is, a, I call it, it's like private public school. Okay. It's private funding, mm -hmm. um, smaller classes, longer days. Um, the goal of that is to provide better instruction with smaller classes and I really like the one that I belong to because our mission statement is uh, character over academics. Mm -hmm. And I wanna teach the whole child and mm -hmm. they're amazing at that. And mm -hmm. so public school is where everybody goes. That's what I grew up in, that's what I knew. And I, I knew I wanted to teach kids like, like I needed you. to find Bianca in a classroom. Mm. But God had other plans and um, she kept pushing, kept pushing. And so I looked into it and then I fell in love with it and it's God, like God always looks out. He knows where you're supposed to be and he's gonna make sure you get there. So you, you made a decision to go into education yeah. and you studied for how long? 11 you had to study to become a teacher. Uh-huh, so, so 11 years total. Wow. Yeah, because I had to do my, right. I had to finish my degree and do it all over again. And I'm still in school. So when you said 11 years, I thought it was a combination. I didn't realize it was like, well, because I started and stopped and started right. and stopped and started and stopped. Okay. And so now I'm still in school currently, so it's even longer. What are you studying? I'm getting my master's in education and my certification officially. Okay. Yeah, and I am going to keep going until I have the doctor in front of my name. That's my goal. Okay. So you chose, all right, so you're here now. <laughs> you chose Kip. Yeah. By the grace of this girl. Yeah. That kept pushing for you. Yeah. And you're, you've enrolled in this school. Who, so what do you teach? I teach eighth grade ELA. And I ELA. didn't want to teach, I wanted to teach ELA. I wanted to teach. ELA is what? English language arts. Okay. I'm really big on books. I love books and books were my escape when I was a little girl and couldn't relate to anyone. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give that gift to people. I think word, I, words, are, words have power and words mm -hmm. are so powerful. And how we choose to use them, mm -hmm. we have to be really careful with that. Because right. they can empower or they can break down. Mm -hmm. But we gotta be aware and we gotta make the choice. And I wanted to give that gift to my students. It's so funny <laughs> that Bianca, who is like, right. hey girl, right. you, right. check your thighs, you, you ain't right. never gonna be. But it's that not. was a part of my journey and understanding right. that you can really break people down. Right. But now I use my words to build people up. Mm. All a part of the journey. But you don't realize that until you reflect mm -hmm. and say like, oh, that's why I was like that. Okay, really, he wanted me to experience this so that I can do this with that. Um, yeah, and I didn't want to teach eighth grade. I wanted to teach high school. I didn't get chosen to teach the high school. And I fought, and I fought, and I fought. And they were like, actually, you're going to this school. And again, it's not about what you want. It's where you're supposed to be. And this is where I was And so to your be. class, the age mm -hmm. ranges? 13 to 15. 13 to 15. How do you keep hope alive? Like, do you have a spiritual practice? Mm. Or I know you say you, yeah. you believe in God, but yeah. is there a spiritual practice that takes you day to day to help you keep you centered? No, my students. That's mm -hmm. them. 
In the middle of our interview, we could hear Bianca's students laughing their way down the hall toward us. Gina, come here. Come stand behind me. They didn't know we were filming in the class. Don't take the thing. Come stand behind me. What happened next was organic, honest, and truly powerful. Come, Ayata. Yes, you are. Who, who am I as a teacher? Who goes first? They're like our, I don't know. She kind of acts like our parent at school. But she's kind of more than our parent. Like she's our counselor. She's my mother. Our teacher, our friend. Our favorite aunt. Like everything. You know, like your fun aunt. Like your fun so let me ask you a question. What is like the major thing you've learned from her that she's taught you since uh, she came? Vulnerability. Vulnerability is strength. Oh, wow. okay. It's okay to allow people to know that you're hurt by um, something that they do. Um, and you don't and it's, okay. and it's okay to stand up for like what you want. Like don't like back yes. down to like other things, like other people. And um, when people give you feedback. Or anything. Take it and take it. From it. Your oh, they got, they got this from you too. No, right? this is a school-wide thing, yeah. Mm. I love yourself. Something yes. else she told me is to be humble. Like, 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 I'm saying, you get feedback, you gotta learn how to make yourself better due mm -hmm. to that feedback. Right? Oh, another thing she taught me is like, when you get something, it's okay to be like happy that someone said it to you. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to be like, say like yesterday she told me that she thinks I've grown a lot. Like, it's okay for me to be proud of myself and like, I don't always have to be like, like not like humble, like yes, be humble, but like <laughs> if you know you deserve something and like you did it, like right. be proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. That's amazing. Oh, you guys are awesome. I can't cry anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of crying. I didn't come yesterday. Why are you crying? Because they, they made me feel really special. They sang. I saw them snap. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The vocals, right. But that crap, I was like, that's the crap. <laughs> she okay. said, I can't. Wait, wait, wait. It was a little something special. Yeah. No, I was just having a down moment. I watched it. And I looked at the comments and I was crying. Oh, thank you. Um, Okay, we're doing an interview. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Go away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, that was, was really like awesome. yeah, they're amazing. That was real special. They made me feel like. Like I'm doing the right thing. Like that is all you need. Like that's your confirmation and like, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. And I'm like, they hear me. I see myself in all of my students in some form of fashion. I had to write my yearbook letter to them. And I, my entire letter was me thanking them for teaching me. And they're my first class. Mm -hmm. And they, they made me they confirm that I'm supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. They confirm my purpose. They forgive me when I make mistakes. They allow me to be me. They embraced me. They accepted me. Because acceptance is really big amongst their age group. Because they don't have to. And I mm -hmm. see it. Mm -hmm. They accepted me. And they loved me. And they don't care that I was. They know. But they don't care that I was on top model. They just know me as Miss Golden. And that's empowering to me. Then Bianca asked me if she could read the heartfelt graduation letter she wrote to her students. To the class of 2027, I often wonder what my first group of students would be like and I can confidently say that you were nothing that I expected but everything that I needed. You challenged my way of thinking, you encouraged my enthusiasm for learning, you've forgiven me for mistakes and allowed me to grow to a space where forgiveness is not an action but a daily practice. 
I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to watch you grow, laugh, cry, explore, imagine, etc. I hope that you remember every one of my long, over-the-top speeches about character and not standing in your own way. I believe that you all have the power to do great things and I can't wait to say I knew you when. Always remember when you wake up, you decide if you're going to be good or great. I hope you always make the choice to be great. With love, Miss Golden. Oh my God. My babies. That's really beautiful. I love them. I'm, I'm going to be heartbroken. I am so, like I'm sitting here and I'm watching you and I am so inspired by you. <laughs> I don't know if it's not real corny, I don't know if I'm like right now, but because I've never, you, I can see how passionate yeah. you are about them, yeah. about this job, about your truth, mm -hmm. about what you've learned about yourself. Like, mm -hmm. I can see yeah. you limit, there's no question, there's no doubt in my mind that you are doing what you are meant to do yeah. in this moment. And yeah. it is so beautiful. But it comes with like, and that's what I said, we have to let, we gotta allow people to go through their journey because I could have easily been stopped and broken because mm -hmm. so many people could have broken me along the way, but we don't allow people to, to make mistakes yeah. and to be human mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. allow them to change. Like this, like jail, you know, mm -hmm. you put people mm -hmm. in jail, they made a mistake, there's a consequence. But then when they come out, are we actually giving them a chance to be who they mm -hmm. could be or should mm -hmm. be or maybe? We no, gotta so allow true. people to make mistakes. mistakes. Who is authentic Bianca Golden now? I am a teacher. That's it, like I, I just wanted to be that. I am a teacher, period. And if I had a subtitle, it's I'm a teacher and I'm learning every day. Mm. Like I'm a teacher, I'm still a student of life. Do you have fears? Oh yeah. What's your biggest fear? I'm not doing enough like for them. Mm. Because it doesn't feel like it's about me anymore. Would you go back to modeling as well? Oh, never, ever. Never, ever, ever, never. <laughs> not gonna happen. I did this whole post on how people don't realize like, or, Everything that glitters isn't gold. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea what these girls are going through. And so many of my friends have just ended up marrying rich just to maintain this lifestyle that you created. And I'm, I don't fault them because it's not the journey that I chose, but I can't be mad at them. I understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't know what to do. This is the only career you know. And I don't know only because of the strength of my mother and my aunt do I know like that's not for me. Right. You understand? But. I can't fault them for that, and I, and I didn't turn to drugs because my mother beat it into my head. But I could have went any way. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are in rehab and have been in rehab over and over, because it's a hard industry to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I don't judge them and I don't fault them, but it's just not for me. And thank God for purpose, and thank God for God. Mm -hmm. I'm still in the industry. Yeah. You know, I live in LA. I just moved to LA a year ago, and I've been on my own journey of rediscovering myself yeah. because now that you know I'm at a different age I left the I left uh, the industry to finish law school and yeah. then I practiced and then I decided that that was not for me as well yeah and I wanted to return to something I knew which I had built my identity around right. and I returned to it returned to it and it does not love me as much mm. as I love it and then I also realized oh, that what powerful. I built my identity around it's not my actual identity. Right. 
because it's not actually who I am. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been on this journey of really discovering who I am, which is what led me to do this. Yeah. Because I'm finding my truth. Yeah. And as and it's really hard for me to find my truth and not be honest with everybody. Yeah. And then not see other people's truth. Yeah. So it's I mean yeah, I see awesome. you on Instagram and it's really hard for me not to know you and see you make this shift and yeah. understand the the shift that you actually went through yeah and not want to talk to you yeah. about it or i share. think that's powerful what you said finding your truth through other people's truths that's awesome yeah that's people don't do that enough taking the time to listen and learn who you can be from someone else's journey okay so who do you want to be what do you want to remember for i want to be Oh man, I want to say I want to be remembered for being a good teacher, but I also want to be I just want to be acknowledged for being a good person mm -hmm. because that makes me a good teacher. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, I also want to be remembered for not taking any shit because people say it like, oh, you're supposed to be like this Mother Teresa. Like, no, yeah. actually, nobody pushes me around, and I don't want anybody to push my kids around either. Mm -hmm. I want to give them those things. I just. I don't know. There's so much. Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered. Period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, period. <laughs> yes. I learned that real quick. Just right. <laughs> That's all right. it. So, um, all right. So, tell me something about you mm -hmm. that, like, a quirk or whatever, that people would not know about you unless they lived with you. Uh, <laughs> I put it all out there. Um, I don't know. What would be something that your mother would be like? Oh yeah, Bianca for sure. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. I think I'm just really loud, but that's not a secret. <laughs> I'm just so. I'm a crybaby. That's like. I am super super emotional mm -hmm. at all times, and people think that I'm like such a bitch and so like hard, mm -hmm. but like really that was built to protect yeah. myself, you mm -hmm. know, and now I just let it hang out. Just let it flow, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. like she said, like, I want my kids to know that vulnerability is strength because if you can't cry in front of people, like, that's saying, I'm not afraid of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not afraid of what you can, mm -hmm. I'm human. Like, I bleed, I cry, I yell, I scream, I feel. Mm -hmm. And, mm. yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you think your superpower is? My superpower is my truth that I own it, that I own every part of who I am. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody could do that. Own yourself, own your flaws. I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I always tell them, I know what I need to work on and I know what you can't take away from me. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's any part of you that, that is unfinished though, that you want to oh, yeah. do any, like anywhere in your life that you want to fill a gap? I mean, I, I want to be married, right? So like growing up, I was like, I, little girls I want to be married I want to have kids and that was a big thing for me for oh you know for a long mm -hmm. time and then it's not so important to me right now not mm -hmm. that I don't want it to happen but I love that the most important thing in my life is my career I think out of that you'll get what you want mm -hmm. because I mean I struggle with it too and being yeah. a woman and you, you know as a woman you have to consider a lot of things you have yeah. to consider you feel guilty for choosing your career because then you, you feel like you have to choose your career over yeah. your family and that you can't have both. But I think instead of, or where I'm at, I should say, and where I'm, I'm reconciling is that instead of choosing one or the other, 
yeah. or thinking that I have to choose one or the other, that they can't coexist. I am choosing to think that as long as I live in my purpose, yeah. mm. as long as I stay in my purpose and I am living out what God put me on this planet here to do, yeah. then I can get all things. Oh, all so. things will be attracted to me because oh. it's all one. Yeah. We are not any one thing. We are not just our career. Right. Not We're not just yes. a mom. We're not, we are this whole. And yeah. I feel like it all comes together once you live in your purpose. So. Absolutely. So you have the ability now to wrap up and to say <laughs> anything you feel on your heart yeah. right now in this moment to your audience, which is anybody. Yeah. What would you say? I would say be nice to people. <laughs> oh, that sounds so corny. But like, be be kind to people, and remember who you needed when you needed someone or something. Those things are important to give people. Like, those gifts are important. Um, and if I, I could just want for something, and my ask of people is to be who you needed. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Leah. This was awesome. It was. Thank you for sharing space here with us. I hope that somewhere along the way you find value in the stories of our guests. That opens your hearts, inspires you, gives you strength, help you uncover your truth, or simply provoke thought in your own lives. My prayer for each of you is that you always find a way to make the best lemonade your life can offer. Meet us here next time for more life and more lemonade. Love, light, and possibility from my heart to yours. Leah